0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the miraculous journey, a day made in heaven, I have the author of a book, Search for My Murdered Sister's Body, Delena Hall Bodmer joins me in Dallas, Frisco to be exact. Uh, thank you for joining me. In- discussion of truth, Delina. Uh, make an introduction if you would for, for yourself, to listeners. You're obviously an author. Well, not
1: really, but I did write a book. 500-page um, book about truth. And it began really in 1980. I guess if I were to introduce myself, I would share what my murdered sister wrote to me in a letter Two months before she was killed, and that was love is never glad about injustice, but rejoices will and itself. And it did win out in 1980. Her murder was one of the very first people in the country convicted of murder with nobody ever found. So it became quite a uh, renowned case that set precedence. Um, about for 40 years, we never found Gina's body. Until just and I did it with perseverance and persistence. And it all began in 2016, which is what this book is about. It's that very first, I like to say, God lovingly apprehended me on a journey. And I became drawn back into it.
0: Sister's case. You and I both. That's what you alluded to. You and I both started a similar journey in a similar and, year.
1: And, and I and think it's a big picture of light shining in God. And it's been a work of um, God maybe to make sure training and And I don't think it's just to have found my sister. I think there's a bigger outcome that's going to come from all of this. Keeps it's, it's been quite
0: Your sister was murdered in
1: 1980? Yes, and it was one of those classic, um, you know, we didn't have anybody. How do you say? I mean, I'm, I'm, I should always say, I'm thankful we got the conviction, but the conviction was on a story that the killer actually wrote his own yeah. And so I've always my family for, for decades, we knew my sister did not go with this man willingly yet the news that everyone made it out to be that way. Texas in uh, in Virginia. In Virginia um, in the college, um college town. Um, kind of a corrupt area in terms of the major drug dealing that was going on in the seventies and eighties during that and her killer actually was twenty-eight years old when she was eighteen. And um, our family, Gina was unique because when she was two years old, she was burned severely over the her body. She was very about
0: that. can't fire. She
1: no uh, her pajamas caught fire when she was two years old. She what? spent six months at very hospital. She was not a promiscuous girl. She just wasn't. So their story did not fit the character of the girl. But it was, You know, wiggins girl, a boy. And that always bothered my family because we knew. We knew she didn't go willingly. We knew she had been taken. Fast forward to now, I had a friend. Was we drawn back into this case in 2016, and I was at peace all those years because, you know, a Christian family knows where. I you know, my sister was in heaven, so I never really. We, we never searched. We searched for six months, and then we went on to trial because we never found a body. And we won, and we put it to rest. that was the end of all. Time. Um, it would come up here and there in the crime type stuff some magazines. The entire family just tried to put it at risk.
0: You're saying this, this was the first case? of
1: so. first in Virginia, one of five, only in the whole country. It was with the California guy that killed the police.
0: Zodiac?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1970s. He was one of the following. So it was up there uh, in terms of uh, set precedence because we had no body. We got a connection with no body. That's how much circumstantial evidence was found. But she didn't go with me. You know? She just she didn't go with me. And it led off what, what, what I'm saying now, looking back is by the truth not coming totally out, the serial killer was not known about He was made out to be a football player. He just met a girl and she refused him and then he raped and killed her. And that's not the truth. You
0: said serial, serial.
1: Yeah, I think he's a serial killer. So we fast forward to 2016, and a policeman that was investigating it from the local area, my brother and I in and said we have a new league. This is 2016. 2016 because people have been looking for Gina's body. Everybody wanted to find it.
0: Because Still, all these years in?
1: All these years. Never went away.
0: In Virginia. In
1: Virginia. And it affected an entire community of good people. They just, I mean, it's, got, it's almost got a For many reasons, but I'll share a little of this. But the thing that brought me back into it was this police guy said, um, he had a family that says that this older gentleman witnessed Gina being dismembered in a creek. And and it was two men, not one. So I have a little bit of Eastern Kentucky heritage in me. I think they're over very well. So I began working with this policeman investigator, and we started. He wanted me to go through all the old case files, which was the real one itself. But I'm sitting there reading my sister's case file, and I'm seeing all the reports every, And I was there in 1980. I lived it. I know what we did. I know how it unfolds you know, to our summer. And as I'm reading these case files, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I mean, I'm, I'm a business woman by trade. And I'm kind like, of, And they were pretty in the variety. So I'm reading these case files, and then I'm seeing what the truth is. It's just as apparent as night day to me. So, but he wanted to find Jane's body. So looking and looking and walking in the summer of 2016, and the reason I ended up um, writing this 500 page book was because during that search, it was like no coincidence after no coincidence. And I took this picture that when you zoom in on it, you're like, oh, that's not of this book, It's not. So I ended up sharing my 500 page story of my experience from that summer. What happened to tell that story in this little box that I oh, in Norway? I'm not even supposed to. Die. So, the last chapter is about this miraculous journey. But the result of it was that I had kind of a blueprint to begin with. to continue the search for Jesus' body. And I fast forward to 2019 in, the, in November, and I met a man named Dr. Mark Bad Vance. And I researched him. And everything out there in the internet world was against an me, And if I got deep enough, I saw the I saw what this man he first, he a for his time. and I've been told bliss, seen as a for his time. So, he has invented this instrument. So we have DNA that is unique to us, Our that unique to us but we also have a frequency within us. It's unique to each person. And I did. I have to be honest, I went into it like a, a businessman, very skeptical, not trusting at first because I don't, don't know. My heart said he was a good person. But what I saw him do when I worked with him for over a year, I
2: didn't know. he was
1: unbelievable. His instrument, I mean, can take part of my mother, I this part, I mean, and locate where it's going to have human experience. So, what we did, I then began what I call the second part of the journey, which was pretty much digging and excavating sites. And I have retrieved human bone, and I've retrieved a bracelet, I've retrieved, the, we know where my sister was actually. And the pattern began to appear. And one day when the dog got out following these leads that his instrument's guiding us to, uh, but anyway, so often we hit an area that was a 360 degree. It's going to be lost And he's like, This is impossible. I've never seen this at all. work, anyway, he said, You think he took, you know, this guy that killed my sister? You think he killed anybody else? I said, No, I'll find find somebody else missing in this area. I'll get that family's sample (laughs) and we'll find them. So I did. Little girl, it 1977, three years before Gina. Here and they just run around as a hitchhiker runaway team. Uh, well, her sample led us to an area very near one of the camps, to an, uh, another area near the dismemberment site, and most importantly, inside of the cathedral. And so. I brought dogs in, I brought Peace River Canine Rescue Dogs from Florida in to confirm all these sites to confirm from Little Andrew sites,
2: and um, we got into the house. That instrument led us to a place on
1: this bench, a foot by two per foot. We asked the owner of the house that owns it now. And he would cut the wood floor out, and under the subfloor in this killer of my sister's, where he lived in 1980 in the 70s, there were human bone fragments and bone dust spots.
2: So fast forward,
1: we put their bones into the instrument,
2: because that's all we have.
1: We work back until we know where they met. Three unidentified females. So now the storyline about Gina is so much deeper because he was just the he was the the, the mule that ran back and forth. And I saw that the investigator I was working with in 2016 had a copy of a list of 100 women's names with this. I believe had written half of them were in Fort Lauderdale. That's the drug trade from the 80s and the 70s. That entire area of Virginia was not big time drug. But I believe trafficking of women was also awesome because of one They were in that area that we found. the girl out there trying to find her sister, which I did. Worked, I sent soil samples to a lab in California. And that lab has to learn based on research based because you know when people get published, that's like bomb like when you're a scientist, right? You know, peer-reviewed publishing. When there's a study that says if you take decomposition in the soil, it will release certain compounds, because human. And the more of those that show up indicate human decomposition in the soil. I sent four four little vials of dirt to this lab in California that's been in business since 1985. And it came back with positive reports. Three were my sister Gina's excavation sites, and one was Angeles. So, hopefully somebody will step up, you know, a very basic serial um, to prevent them. For these families, but the bigger picture, I believe, is about this instrument. Because, you know, it's one thing for, the, for Dr. Bass to be helping salt cook places. But what if we use it to even find the false salt My passion is tuning, and I can see that instrument being used.
0: cross your word
1: so after my journey in 2016
2: Experienced in 2016,
1: I had this renewed spiritual growth, just very close to God. Because I really, I mean, it was there with it. there's no way to explain it except miracle after miracle. And so then, I'm, I'm in June of the next year, I was in the, uh, the Norway with my husband and I was planning to be with a bunch of our friends, and it fell through, and my husband and I just decided that day the last swim, you know, let's just get on this little ferry boat, and we'll go to Dravik. I was in the hotel lobby, and I heard some girls say, I just went to Dravik, and it was the nicest place to go, and I thought, well, oh, we'll go That'd be a good place to spend the day. And so my husband and I show up in Dravik, Norway. I'm not even supposed to be there. And for about a month prior to that, I'd been wanting a new cross, just because of my new closeness to God. Um, and I was—we were walking through this little village. Did John town, decide to stay? No. And I saw a jewelry <laughs> store, and I walked past it, and saying? then I walked back, and I went in, and I said, "Do you have any crosses I'd like to see?" And the lady said, Do "You know, we've
0: got one."
1: Her husband was the jeweler. he handmade made everything by hand,
0: one of a kind.
1: And I walked in and when she pulled this out I knew it was the exact same shape. It's a very different box. And this place where I captured that picture I had dug and dug in 2016 because I knew it was relevant. And it was, a, I called it the up place, and this cross has the kind um, of, uh, he look to it, and hence yes, I knew that if you look closely at the picture, it's an image of a cross, and it's an image of a little girl, so little girl in a dress, at the foot of the cross. So I knew there was a bigger purpose for me, and it wasn't a month later. I'm like, oh no, I'm writing a book. <laughs> that has to be shared. I can't uh, share it. So I write this book, and then fast forward to um, to the dog things. The dogs confirm that very same spot. The cadaver. It doesn't mean cadaver, dogs don't, it doesn't mean there's bones there, but there was decomposition there of the dogs alert. And we had two different dogs alert on that site. Um, the instrument also was very strong there. So I believe this was six miles from where my sister was murdered. And that's where the put her, about So I think that's where she died. Now we can look back on it and understand and put the pieces together. I and mean, They say 2020 hindsight, you know, 2020. And that's what it was. It was clear. So I like to say that I don't think the good Lord showed me that just for me, but He certainly showed it for someone for us to continue this. As that Doc's instrument hit on that spot. It's amazing. I'll show you. When you zoom in on the picture, this picture that I took, there's no words. It's very... That's my beautiful sister.
0: But... She's gorgeous.
1: She really, she was. When you zoom in on that, See that? That's on
0: water. Or in water. It's like um, gold. It's like gold. It's like like shine. It's a very bright.
1: Yeah. And that's the image of this.
0: And what is this?
1: Little
0: girl. Little dress. Little girl.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's amazing. To write a 500 page book about. But I would have never told what I did.
0: This is in I a river or a, a, a street. A little,
1: tiny pop, a little tiny gathering place of
2: water.
1: So that's why there's a book and the journey just keeps, but it wasn't about this and it's part of it. It's, it's very multi purpose. I met the doctor, I've worked with the dogs. I found both. I have soil reports, And now I'm working with a renowned DNA expert who's going to work on what we have retrieved and see if she can prove it's Janus. Or at least take the bones from inside the killer's house that we found, because we don't know who these girls are. We know one of them, but we don't know the other three. One of them signaled lettuce there. different. Now how do we know there's four? There was a guy named Art that worked the uh, 9-11. He was called in to help identify female versus male from all the tragic, you know, tragedy of September 11. He looked at the bones and told us that yes, they're all female. You know, how he does it, I don't know. But I've had all these people, everybody wants to still say the doc's not legit. He's taking advantage of poor Delaney. Well, I don't go to Delaney. Starfish. That, that doesn't happen. happen. And if it is, I've always said, I'll be the first to say it. You know, but he's not preying on me. He's not, he's helping me. You know, he spent been a year, over a year with me. Um, no money. It's just, I, I pay for his gas. Rates. So, There's an actual group of people just, I guess, trying to keep him down because of what this sister can do, but I've been with him. I've watched him work other things, other cases, other... I've used it myself. It works. Um, Now, all I can do is say what I've experienced, but the person that uh, recommended him to me was Paul Dotsey, who was known in California for working the Manson Murders. And a guy that um, does work for the History Channel, he's the one that connected all these dots for me and put the doctor in my life. So, uh, so you but, of, like, well, I have, I'm, not, I'm not the only doing one that's witnessed, it. I would have teams of people helping me on these excavations. And we learned very quickly, rather than sift through all of the dirt and looking we learned to scan. We take it through the door and scan. If it's positive, we kept it. If positive, we did So we're looking not only that we already knew Gina, now we're looking for Bob. He can actually scan for generic bones, Caucasian, Hispanic, American. It's all different. He's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, he's figured it out. That can change the entire there's 12,000 human bones unidentified in NAMUS, the National and, you know, Unidentified Bones, and these are found to know that they belong to. You know, there's so much potential here. Is there any
0: question? There's any question that this was not your system?
1: Not yet. No, not to me. Um, because we're talking about.
0: You've proven I, this through DNA, DNA bone practice. We're going to.
1: We're at that point right now. Um, this doctor that I talked to, she's in, she's in Connecticut. I met her when I went up for the birth of my third grandson
2: and um,
1: we visited about four hours. And she said, "Yes, I'll take this. I'll do this for you." So she's she's the best. I'm gonna wait on her till she can do it, and okay. she's supposed to do it by this summer. So. I mean,
0: At that point,
1: yeah. if, if it can be said yes, that's Gina Hall's, then nobody can argue. But even if it just says it's human, yeah. how did we find it on a mountain? I mean, I'm talking a mountain. That's the last place we excavated is called the Steep Place by locals. It was about six miles from the dismemberment grave, and it was a local dump site where people used to just drive cars over and nobody could get them out. That's how steep, And it was very dangerous to excavate. I actually had three police friends from my local town that helped us on the first excavation of that site, and they're the ones that found, pulled the bracelet out from about, about two to four feet in the where uh, we were excavating. And we, as, the instrument identified it first, but then I brought the dogs in, turned loose on that mound, and the dogs confirmed the same thing as well. so That's why we excavated. I don't mean the dogs, but it just gave more validation to the doctor's instrument. But I At this point, I've excavated four of these sites. And that's all I'm going to do, because this last site was the majority of. It's not like you go and you dig after 40-some years and find an entire skeleton. Somewhere. And it, the, uh, I met with an anthropologist team in Tennessee, and they alluded that it looked like burned bone. So I told the DNA lady when I met with her, you know, they think this might be burned bone. And she looked at it. I took my little suitcase of what I have to Connecticut and showed her, and she said, yeah. So that puts a whole new twist on this guy. I mean. This was a pattern. We've got other girls showing up in the same places. Okay. Always always say, when I read Gina's case file, I saw things that should have come up. Other girls that were inside the dance area. Things that just should have come up. And if you look at some of the facts that have come up, well, there's no doubt she was a dog. So I put the dog in the car, I call him in my truck. And I'm driving to go check another place out from one of those connected people that were involved in 1980. I just wanted to have the dog scan where he lived just in case. Well on the way there that instrument went on. And I'm Really? Yeah. Well, it was six miles from the place where she was supposedly left with this spell on that night. Six miles away, she showed up. That she was supposed to bring things like the inside car strap in my door, if my car was broken, where she had held all night. But that never got. It. it didn't intentionally end up in the court case, but it came out because the ones that found the car said they'd never forget seeing that. So things came up, even in my own court testimony. I said, I, I was very pleased, I didn't say she went with Steve Epperman. I just said one word, Steve, when she gave us, she had she'd made a phone call that night. Well, what happens is everybody twists it into their own minds. Turn it into the story they want it to fit in, and if it doesn't fit that narrative, stuff gets thrown
2: out. And that's what happened. If it didn't fit in the narrative.
1: It didn't end up in that court case. And it's a problem too because she has such a following. That, um, as I was writing this book, there was another guy writing a book very quickly. Errors, lots of errors. I had to get an attorney to stopping from using her name, the Hall name marketing. Uh, I, but my attorney told me I can't make I can't make people write true. Even I could have done it for my own self when he misquoted me. But he can say whatever he wants. So he wrote a page in his book that I believe is victim blaming. He writes I mean nobody knows. Even in the case files you can put it together. But nobody should be able to say that she walked across the floor called the eye of his wrong instincts. And like it was her dancing that caused him to pick her out He shouldn't be allowed to write something that did But he did. And now a documentary's even being made. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Show my sister? You know, you know, coming into this nightclub like she's It's wrong. It's just wrong, and I don't, I don't have any way to stop it.
0: Why is this person doing this? Why, why is he writing this?
1: People make money. It's, it's a big, it's a big deal in that market. People, it never went away. But really, now I know why. I think it's the way. It's got to come out. Regina's voice was never heard.
0: You um, you link you link Fort Lauderdale uh, to this in uh, the okay. drug trade to this. What's uh, what's some other information that you can share with okay. listeners in regards to the drug trade in this? Uh, um, yeah.
1: Well. Um, the prosecuting attorney on Gina's case told me, uh, point blank, he said this was the largest, one of the largest trafficking area, that, I mean drug trafficking areas. Um, he, he constantly was prosecuting for that. You also had a very large, um, well-known person that lived in that area that, well, the same author that I'm upset about, wrote a book about him. His, his next book was about a guy named Wally Thrasher, who was a humongous drug trader from South America back. During my journey, I met with a fella that actually went and witnessed protection. He was part of um, the Vega motorcycle but guys.
0: So you're saying there's a cover up? Of-
1: I, let me, I always say this one question. When I was there in 1980, my dad and I stayed all, we searched the woods, we climbed, I mean, we looked everywhere for my sister. Um, because we, we didn't think we could get a prosecution without a body. So, I mean, hundreds of people were looking for Gina, hundreds of policemen, the community members. It brought a community together, I and mean, we all looked for Gina. I'll never forget this um, police people type people came in. And they said um, they called in the, the federal government, came into Bradford, their special team. I know now what that special team was, but we, Which didn't agency? Know. we didn't really know in 1980. But who, why would federal agency of any kind come in and work a little college girls case? I always said that. Well, the, when in 2016, that police officer introduced me to a fellow that said he was the guy that brought me in, and he gave the background, and it came out of Stanford University and was a side program that the government did, called Reach. remote viewing stuff, that the government did. So what agency would that be?
2: All I know is what I experienced in
1: 1981, maybe. And it was probably in the, right around in the fall like, they were getting desperate. You know, they couldn't find Gina. Do we prosecute the guy or not? I believe Epperly killed two other people before we even got him back in jail. You know, or before we even charged him for Gina's. Um, but um, didn't know that sure then, but you can see it clearly now. In rural Virginia, two people don't die within 24 hours. There's another guy that died out on 81, Interstate 81, that um, as we were finding my car, they were working that case, um, that discovery of of the execution-style murder, and they just blamed it on this is small town America, two murders in 24 hours. No. He must have known or saw or, knew or whatever happened. And then um, that was, it was June the 29th when Gina went out um, and missing. And it was um, not until September the 9th or so, whatever that date was, that he got charged. And then the trial wasn't until December of that year. In August, a young lady was murdered in Ohio. It's in the it's in the cold case files. I mean, it's in the police files. They're ta- they're they're communicating with each other, Ohio and Virginia, about them being there. Well, we knew it because we were there, and they, my dad was heartbroken when he learned that another girl had been killed. Oh, yeah. We raised the reward for Gina's body at that point. Trying to get close, you know, trying to find us so we could just you know, prosecute. But the prosecutor was a young, new attorney and he went after it. He didn't back off.
2: And that was good too. So, we,
1: we won the trial in December and he went to jail for life, but that was pre so he comes up for parole every one to three years. So I spent many years of my life fighting to keep him in jail. Because I was worried about our family. Um, my family and then my children and my grand, you know, you just work. You fight to keep them in jail. Um, and now we've got two paroles. you got geriatric and you got your regular. Plus it's in Virginia. So, you know, it kind of escalates my timeline that um, I've given the information to parole boards, you know, that we keep finding, but but it's not like a new charge. But it should be. People should be investigating and finding the connections like his 50, like his list, his list of 100 women's names, and if he didn't know their name he'd just describe them, like you know, really not nice terms, but um, obviously, I think it was a ledger, I don't think it's his, you know, most of the, the policemen and other men that know about it said, oh, it's just his sex list or his woman's list, no, it's a ledger. I always say, if a a guy is uh, dealing drugs down in the south, well, let's go back to this man's history, Wally Crasher. He ends up in a Mexican jail, and he ends up out. He ends up hobnobbing with lots of, elbowing with lots of elite people, and he ends up no for his drug trade he flew a plane and then he come back they they used to the locals used to rent their fields to him and he would do his drops there i've met them they told me that drops of what drops of drugs i don't know what kind guess marijuana because when he had his final crash they say that he died in a second crash um down in Belize or something but I mean it's just a web that 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 story alone's a whole different story but what I want to know is when I got to digging into it deeper I connected him to Everly so I believe Everly was his back and forth to Fort Lauderdale to him he's the top of the pyramid so who gets out of a Mexican jail who, who Keeps evading, you know, justice. And um, he was thought of kind of like a Robin Hood in that area. I'm like, no, I, no. How do you go in and out of South American countries and not and, and with these? A couple of girls would make that pretty easy, wouldn't it? Possible. It's just a theory. I don't have proof on that, but I do have. so I don't know. It's a web of evil. I have a second book that I had written at the same time as this one. I had to pull it out because my book was so big. So I pulled all the facts out. This is about my journey and my spiritual, everything, you know, all things good. This is a day made in heaven. The second book was called, um, you know, a, the, basically a day made in hell. You know, truth unveiled. And I was going to do just the facts. You know, all the facts that I saw in the cold case file and how I put it all together. Uh, or in the police files. I mean, there were five binders that thick. It, it was huge, huge investigation. And I learned so much going through that. Well, if you fast forward again to now, if I release that book, I didn't release it because it was like 80% finished and I just something in my gut said no not yet not yet there's something missing well the doc showed me what it was the day he hit the 360 you know there's a pattern to where these girls were taken
0: and where they ended up
1: buried. from the ones and so then you start to say okay who really was involved in this area doing whatever they were doing. Hunting grounds. There's a lot of truth there. So I I haven't released that. And if I had my druthers, I would write another journey book. I'd write another miracle book because it's been one miracle after another since then to get me to where I am now. It's just like meeting you. I didn't plan this today. I'm walking down the hall. At this nice girl, she said, You need to meet him. That's God. That's God moving us like chess pieces <laughs> to get to an, to an end game. And that's to show us just how. What the, what, what the DNA expert told me, she said, Delana, she said, I've been doing this stuff a long time. She said, What seems to be in the trafficking world, of Women, not drugs. Drugs too, I'm sure. But children, women, trafficking. Is this generational? It doesn't end. She said, if it was there in 1980, it's still there. Whoever was in the top of that pyramid, she said, maybe that's why we're doing this. I don't know the answer. I just take each day as it comes, trust. We figure that it'll come when it's supposed to come. I keep being my sister's voice and screaming to those folks that want to make money off her tragedy or anyone else's tragedy that it's wrong, you know? Because if you don't tell the truth, which is she didn't go willingly, you let the killer win. He's still sitting in jail laughing because we're all out here, like, you know, he's still got he's still got the, the card. He thinks he does in his own mind. But now that we've found Gina, if I could just meet him and tell him, you know, I did forgive him in 2016. That was part of the journey, it was coming to a forgiveness of that man. It's so even harder, though, to forgive the ones who continue. To spin the lies. Those are hard. He's, just, he's a sick guy, you know? They're not. They're just very prideful and people shouldn't do
0: that. Something that something has, catches my interest, something that i found interesting is. This let's say it's the FBI, right? Out of uh, the Hoover Institute, at J. Edgar Hoover, the former FBI director uh, Stanford, talking about. And what what caught caught my attention here is you've drawn a parallel as well, or you've associated somehow with uh, with what this Charles Manson group had done. And not knowing much about that, but I have heard the critique about elements of the U.S. government being involved in this. On the other side of the coast, Virginia and Florida, like you're suggesting.
1: How do you get in and out of those countries with those drugs?
0: So easily.
1: You don't make him into a hero. Set 100 list of them. who gets those girls for him if they did traffic. traffic I don't know. It'll come. Um, I mean, there's definite connection. The lamb where the creek. Where, the, where she was where the dismemberment was witnessed, um, and where the dogs have confirmed, and where the soul has now been confirmed, and where the tiny bone fragments were retrieved there. Tiny. And Angela was up creek, about a quarter a mile. We got all these pictures. Well the land that borders that creek was owned by Everett. His family. Not his family immediately, but to, you know, part of his relatives. Well, I, I kept thinking about well, how's Thrasher connects to How? Oh, yeah. You know, he would have been older. Well, I found, um, or a friend helped me, the History Channel guy helped me find a tiny little obituary of the great, of, of the matriarch of grandma, when she died, guess who Prowl Bearer was? Molly Thrasher. Right there is your connection to that land. That family. Big time hunters. Big time hunters. We're not talking just Virginia hunters. We're talking serious hunters. The three girls from the uh, subfloor the three unidentified one was an african-american and her trail led us to a place where part of gina was buried, but no one else was buried up there so everybody took part of gina back there for some kind of ritualistic reason but those dogs when we took them there hit on five different places within you know the size of You're like, what happened here? What happened? So you follow those girls' trails and you're ending up in hunting grounds that cover probably a hundred, twenty-five mile radius. 1980, 1970s. The way that I um, can validate one of Everly's um, cellmates came forward after he got out of jail and told Bradford police that. And it had nothing to do with anything except, I just connected to why we probably found Braggie's house. because he bragged that he kept Gina's finger, which may be why we have so much blood showing up in the place, but where she it have bled out. But those bones probably came from, the, he just told, he told them told was I mean, it's in Radford Records, police records. And I met the lady who took the report, too. And she could it. That. So that's two. So, yeah, he grabbed he kept Gina's finger. But one Gina's bones in that house. It was four other girls. and three unidentified. And his amazing instrument helped me trace those girls to places I could have never found. Just like Janet. I mean, you can't you can't zero in on a place the oh this big and retrieve human bones. You know, a and a bracelet. don't decompose for a long, long, long time. Nylon's one of those. On the post, at the entrance, like an old road, there's old nylon panties hanging on the fence. It's a miracle I saw. I looked over and I was like, what is that? I took a picture. I documented every step of Angela was 14 years old in 1977. So what are they doing now? If it's still going, is it a dumping ground for DC? Something else? You know, it's probably four hours from DC. What is it? What's there? So yeah, he's a serial killer, and it just keeps getting shoved under the rug. And until I can prove the dog 100%, I can't. You know, I'll use Gina's light. I call it her light, still shining,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that dog is voice Let's get it out there. Let's get that out. There. If that instrument can do what I've seen it do, and it really can be utilized for good, why would we not? You know, why would we not? I mean, if a child went missing in my town, all I'd have to do is go to the mom and say, "Give me this. Give me, give me your sample. Let me let me scan. I'll go to I go to the tallest mountain nearby. I will just scan and follow the trail." boom, 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 until I get to it. It wasn't that hard. You know, it was hard to dig. it. was hard to get in some of these places. But it wasn't that hard to solve. It just wasn't. So, my hope. My hope is that, that is, that's God's bigger purpose. I don't really know. But if it is, I'll do everything I can to help this man and his instrument. With the quantum oscillator, and people want to beat him down because you know it is bad always tries to knock down good, it's been like that since the beginning. Well, I'm not afraid, it's, it's, you truly, truly realize this is Here's nothing they can, you know. It's just what is. I'll keep shouting. I'll keep writing. And I'll keep taking the no coincidences as they come and trusting God. That makes sense.
0: Thank you very much for the work that you do, uh, and um, I'd, I'd like to give you the opportunity to give some closing, closing thoughts and comments for listeners, but before you do that, please tell them where they can find your work, website, uh, social media, the Twitter, any, any type of outlets that they can get more information on, on you for
1: well, I, I've documented the, the journey on the TheMiraculousJourney.com, um, I have a Facebook page that most of the locals follow up in that area, I live about two hours now from where all that happened, and, and uh, there's a lot of people that are, they've had closure, women that have been healed. It's like God put me, I feel like a Facebook preacher sometimes, but I just just talk about what comes to my heart, and it never fails. It's always someone that needed to hear it. And it's those people that follow the story that are in that circle, in that Facebook page. So I have two, I have my personal Facebook page, and I have The Miraculous Journey, Gina Renee Hall. When I didn't release the second book, I did a YouTube channel and I just gave all the facts because I don't want to make money doing this. I just put it all out there and I just gave all the facts that I read from the case files in, in about, I don't know, 13, 14 videos. The most recent one I gave the lab reports. And um, tried to say, when you really think about it, how do we have all these people and, um, you know, everybody wants them, no, no we have an epidemiologist in the it's an anthropologist team, a doctor, a doctor, soil reports, bones found, witnesses that have watched all the excavations and helped us. Not a lot, but enough. Different ones that I've used. The police, that pull a bracelet out of the ground, right where we know Gina landed on that steam place. It's on and on. At some point somebody should back up and say, hey, wow, that's a lot. You know, maybe somebody should start connecting the dots and figure out he was a serial killer and help these other families. So I guess, you know, I try to document all that because I didn't get the support from officials. So I just put it out to the public. do I have to? So I put um you know, I did a YouTube channel, of The Truth About Gina Hall, or The True Story, right? The True Story of Gina Hall. And I add to it on occasion. And uh, people can only buy my book through my website or eBay because if you go to Amazon, they want to sell it for $200. The pirates were. And I just said, no, this is about God. I'm not letting it get. You know, and I self-published it because I didn't want anybody telling me what I could say and what I couldn't say. So I funded it and put it out there. It's um, it's Virginia. Everything's Virginia. I, I don't need it. I'm a successful businesswoman. I don't. You know, you know um, I mean, and now it's don't have to deserves to be recognized through this brilliant mind that was able to figure this out maybe it's God inspired I don't know all I know is what i am seeing, and you can't argue that I can end up on a doggone mountain and go to the right spot and dig up and retrieve human body you know? and if we can extract DNA that confirms Gina's program. I even found my lost mother during this. I hadn't had my mother for 50 years. And found her. So that we now have her DNA to use. See, that's the miracles. This is this is a God, God-inspired.
0: Lost mother. Here.
1: Yeah, my mother was taken from me when I was five years old. It's amazing since 2016 everything is about something coming and we just so i guess i would end on that i trust god i trust his plan and i know that he's unveiling evil everywhere that's what we're doing here so what is it though i don't question So, what I learned, I, I could write for purpose, I guess, if I want to. But I, if I do, if I, don't, I don't, It's okay with me. I'm 62 years old, you know.
0: Well, Galena, mate, thank you very much for, for joining the program. And uh, I look forward to hearing uh, more of the work that, you, that you've done.
1: So I'm going to leave on this, this is um, I always quote Jeremiah 33 3 because when they told me they had dismembered my sister, I went home and I went on my knees and I called to God. And that verse tells me that when you do fall, He will show you what you do not know. And that's exactly what happens.
2: So, all is good. Thank you.
1: <laughs> You're Thank you. My pleasure. And thanks for the work.